Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, here come the Titans. The Titans got a ton of players back to practice on Tuesday, including the king himself, Derek Henry. We'll go over the most recent injury report, and I'll tell you who I expect to return for the Titans against Jacksonville. Then it's Rewatch Wednesday, which means we need to dive into the film And talk about Josh Dobbs. I'm going to go through some key plays, both good and bad, and just give a general analysis of how Dobbs played and what he can do to help the Titans beat the Jaguars this weekend. All of that and more on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, the cavalry is coming. The Titans look to return a ton of starters for the game against the Jags. I'll dive into the recent injury report and tell you who I think is going to play in this game. And hey, Mike Rabel told us who he thinks is going to play in this game. So we'll go over all of that. Before we get into it, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM app. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or just look it up in your app store. That's the ultimate football GM game. Right now, my listeners are going to get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game. That's LOCKED ON in the ultimate football GM app. Thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms, always for free. That includes here on the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe, smash the notification bell, and throw a thumbs up on the video right now. Helps support the channel, and I definitely do appreciate it. Before we talk Titans, I got to, of course, talk about what happened on Monday Night Football. Uh, One of the saddest things that I've ever seen in professional sports, uh, all thoughts, and positive energy uh, I'm giving to, obviously, DeMar Hamlin, his family. Uh, It's touched every NFL player, both past and present. It's affected the Titans. Uh, Rashad Weaver, very close with Hamlin, and he got emotional in the locker room today talking about it. It's a scary situation. It's an unfortunate situation. And I couldn't go through today's show without acknowledging you know, everything that that we saw happen and how sad it is and how, you know, obviously we're talking football and that's, you know, what my job is to talk Titans football with you guys. But I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention, you know, my thoughts are with DeMar Hamlin. Um, very unfortunate and sad situation. But of course, I'm sure all of you guys have heard and seen what happened as well. And I'm sure I second your thoughts as we put our positive energy out to the air for DeMar and his family and friends. Very sad situation, and hopefully um, we get good news sometime soon. But tough transition from something like that, but we do need to get into 
This injury report, baby, I'm going to pull it up for you guys right now. This came from Tuesday's practice. The only player that did not practice was Devontae Harris, the cornerback with a hamstring. Terrell Basham was limited. Dylan Cole was limited. Christian Fulton was limited. Amani Hooker was limited. NPF was limited. Jeffrey Simmons was limited. But Danico Autry, Derrick Henry, and Josh Thompson were all full. And listen, Fulton, Hooker, Simmons, their showing is limited. But guys, here's the reality. Mike Vrabel said in his press conference, he's excited to get guys back. And he said, Autry, Simmons, Fulton, Hooker. And then he said, oh yeah, and Derrick Henry. He corrected the reporter. So look, Mike Vrabel's telling you right there, the guys will be back. The Titans will have their studs on defense. The Titans will have Derrick Henry back in the fold. Now, I don't know if Nicholas Petit-Ferrer will be able to play. Hopefully he will because any help on the offensive line uh, is, is needed and necessary. But nice to know that Derrick Henry and the defensive starters, a lot of those defensive impact players are going to be back in this game. And quite honestly, if the Titans have their studs on defense, they have the ability to win any football game that they play. That's just the reality of the situation. Now, speaking of studs on defense, the one bit of bad news that I have for you, at least right now, is that David Long was not activated into his practice window. Now, we've seen other teams activate guys on Saturday or the day before a game. So maybe David Long does get activated later in the week. But I got to tell you, from my experience with Mike Vrabel and the way that he handles players, I would be shocked if Mike Vrabel lets David Long play in the game with zero practice this week. So maybe David Long gets activated on Wednesday. Maybe he gets activated on Thursday. He's able to get a little bit of practice in to see if he's healthy enough to go. And then we'll have that answer. But as of right now, no David Long, which will put a big brunt or a big burden on Monty Rice and Jack Gibbons. But if they're surrounded by Tart, Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, Christian Fulton, Amani Hooker, Kevin Byer, if, if the rest of the Titans starters are out there outside of linebacker, I think that those linebackers can get the job done. So the Titans getting, I don't want to say healthy with all the players that they have on IR. The Titans have the most cap space. I think it's over $100 million in cap space on injured reserve right now. So I don't mean to act like they're getting healthy, but the players that are eligible to play in the games, it looks like pretty much everybody is going to be ready to go. And hey, the season's on the line. You can rest afterwards. So that makes sense. As I kind of hinted at earlier, I'm going to talk about this more on Friday show or Thursday night for the YouTube crowd when I go over what the Titans need to do game plan wise to win the game. But an early peek at that, guys, turnovers are going to be so, so important. And how do the Titans force turnovers with pressure from the defensive line? Jeffrey Simmons was already talking about it. And I got to tell you guys, for the Titans to win, I think they're going to need three turnovers at minimum. They might need four turnovers to beat Jacksonville. They might with the, the state of the offense right now. But either way, if you're somebody who wants the Titans to go out and win this game against Jacksonville, then this is all good news for you because the Titans maybe can beat Jacksonville with a Josh Dobbs-led offense with Derrick Henry and Traylon Burks and Chickaconquo all healthy. Maybe they could do that. We've seen crazier things in the NFL. We have. But they can't do it without the defense at full strength. And outside of, of course, Harold Landry, Bud Dupree, David Long, 
I mean, the defense is as close to full strength as we have seen it in quite some time based on what we're hearing from Mike Vrabel. So either way, you guys know how I feel about the game, but I know a ton of you guys really want to beat Jacksonville in this one. And this is all great news for you to get Fulton, Hooker, Autry, Simmons back on defense. And then, of course, Derrick Henry on offense. It gives the Titans at least a shot to go into Jacksonville and knock them off and stop the Jaguar party. So uh, terrible, terrible Forrest Gump impression. But guys, hey, this is where we're at right now in the season. Uh, all jokes aside, the Titans need to get turnovers and all of this is good news. And I would much rather watch the Titans' best players give it a shot than the JV backups like we watched against the Cowboys. So that's the injury report for today. We will monitor it continuously as we go throughout the week. Next, we got to dive into the film and talk about Josh Dobbs. Vols fans will tell you he's the best quarterback to ever live. I am here to tell you that's not true. But there was some good in there. So we're going to talk about his good and bad plays and overall summarize how Dobbs performed. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys a little bit more about today's title sponsor, the Ultimate Football GM app. I am geeked to partner up with the Ultimate Football GM app because I love the app. I love the game. It's fun to play. It's it, it's really enjoyable. Guys, you get full control of a football franchise. You can hire coaches, hire coordinators, hire scouts, hire staff, trade players, make draft picks, sign guys in free agency, cut players. You can change your formations up, your base formations. You can change your style, whether you want to be a zone team, whether you want to be a run team, all these different things. You can literally customize everything about your franchise. And I think one of the cool parts is you can actually basically create a league with your friends, guys you like to compete against, get your fantasy team into this after fantasy football ends. Uh, I'm in a league right now with all the other hosts of the Locked On NFL shows. Always fun to do a little bit of good-natured trash talk. And I would suggest you guys pick it up and do the same. And right now, Locked On Titans listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code Locked on in all caps inside the Ultimate Football GM's game store. That's locked on in all caps. So download the game right now. Either go online, ultimate-gm.com, or just look it up in the app store, Ultimate GM. Uh, guys, you have the ability to run a team like it's your team. So start your dynasty today with the Ultimate Football GM app. Titans fans, let's continue today's show. We just talked about the injury report, how the Titans have a ton of starters coming back for this game, and it gives them a realistic chance to win this one, unlike Thursday against the Cowboys. But we're going to put that aside for now. We'll monitor injuries as we go. But for right now, we got to dive into Josh Dobbs. It's time to step into the film room and talk about what I saw on the tape from Dobbs. What I want to do is I want to start talking about individual plays on the tape that are both good and bad. And then to cap off today's show, I'll kind of give you my overall assessment on how he played and what the Titans need to do in Week 18 with Dobbs to make him play even better than he played against Dallas. So 
Before we get into the tape, always want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream Monday through Friday. Free Tennessee Titans content all year long on all platforms. Tomorrow is Crossover Thursday with Tony Wiggins. You guys love Tony. When we talked last time, I love Tony. He is one of the most tapped in, locked on hosts that you will find. He knows Jacksonville and the Jags better than anyone on earth. So you're going to love that conversation. Friday is Game Plan Friday. And look, guys, I know you guys know how I feel. I know a lot of you guys disagree with me, but I am going to tell you every Friday, like I always do, how the Titans can win, how they can win the game. That will be my focus. So keep that in mind. And then Saturday, I'll be live directly after the game to break it all down. So you don't want to miss any other content. But diving into the film here, I want to talk about the good plays first because there were good plays. Number one, everyone's going to think of the same play to start. And it's the 39-yard completion to Racy McMath. This was a great play by Josh Dobbs. And all of you guys who like Dobbs, you rave about his IQ. He's an astrophysicist, Astro Dobbs, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, you could be the smartest person in the world at astrophysics or uh, about building engines or rocket science or whatever you want, but that doesn't mean that you're a smart football player. But Dobbs is that as well. And this play, so the Cowboys' defense was in a two-high safety look. So they were showing two high safeties. At the snap, they rolled a safety on Racy McMath's side. They rolled him down and turned the coverage into cover three. So show two high, roll into a single high safety look, play cover three. Josh Dobbs immediately saw the safety come down in the box, and he knew that he had cover three. And the Cowboys' cornerback, was playing outside technique. That means he was on the outside shoulder of Racy McMath. Racy McMath ran a go route inside the cornerback, and Dobbs was able to deliver a perfect pass, not only inside of the cornerback, but inside, outside of the deep safety. So he fit it perfectly in that window on a third down. That was his best throw of the day. Absolutely fantastic. Not only the throw itself, but reading the defense and knowing instantly, oh, if they show too high, they roll into single high, they play cover three, my inside seam route to Racy McMath is where I want to go. That's processing. That's intelligence. So a lot of credit to Josh Dobbs. Guys, I've criticized people who love Dobbs. I'm, I'm an honest person describing the film at this point. So keep that in mind. To continue it forward, there was a throw to Burks where there was trips on the left side, not including Burks. Trips on the left side, Burks on the right side. Josh Dobbs went through his progressions, all three progressions on the left side, came back, hit Traylon Burks on a short curl route on the right-hand side. That's four progressions that he was able to get through. We all talk about how bad the offensive line is. Well, Dobbs was able to get through four progressions and deliver a ball to Burks for a completion on the right-hand side after going through all three on the left-hand side. I, th- I thought that was excellent. Um, also, Play action rollout. So I've been asking for more of this all year long, whether it be Tannehill, definitely with Malik, and now with Dobbs. you got to get him on the move. Not only does that take advantage of the athleticism of your quarterbacks, but it takes away the disadvantage of your offensive line. Get your quarterback on the move. Get him out of the pocket, away from being a sitting duck. Todd Downing does not do that enough. It will continue to be a criticism. But on this play, it was a play action rollout. 
Traylon Burks was coming across the field from the opposite side of the rollout. There were two guys on the play side. They weren't open. Dobbs kept looking. One, not open. Two, not open. Oh, here comes Burks from the backside. On the run, almost out of bounds. Delivers a strike to Burks for a completion. That's a good play. That's a great play by Josh Dobbs there. Very important. Another one. Excellent flag route to Robert Woods. So, a flag route, a seven route, whatever you want to call it. You release vertically, and then it's like a post route, but to the sideline instead. Seven, flag route, corner route, whatever you guys call it growing up or whatever you want to refer to it as. It was a perfect toss right to Robert Woods, right as he got to the sideline so he could tap the toes and keep the drive moving. It's a timing route. It's understanding what defense they are showing you. So that was a great job by Josh Dobbs. Read the defense properly, made an accurate throw, kept the chains moving. Also, on Robert Woods' touchdown catch, I saw this throughout. Now, I'm not going to mention every play that I saw this, but Dobbs did a pretty good job on quick sit-down routes against zone coverage. If it's a quick sit-down where a guy nestles himself in the middle of a zone, Dobbs was able to hit him quickly. That's absolutely the truth. So he had good plays in there. He had good plays. But it wasn't all good. It wasn't all good. Uh, he had a missed throw to Robert Woods on the second drive of the game. It was a dig route to the outside. People called this a drop for Robert Woods. And look, you could call it a drop if you want. We can debate that all day. But the reality is the ball was not thrown where it was supposed to be. It's a dig route, a deep in, across the middle of the field. Woods had the, re had the DB on his back. You throw that ball into the middle of the field and you lead Woods away from the defender. There was a deep safety too. Dobbs put the ball too far up the field. Woods couldn't keep running straight. He had to kind of go upfield a little bit to get it. It ran him into the safety. The ball was too high and it went off his hands. Could he have caught it? Maybe, but a better throw. Makes that a completion every single time. So, can't eliminate that from reality. Uh, also, same thing, he sailed one to Hooper. If Dobbs missed throws in this game, they were either, sail, either sailed way over the top or he threw it behind the wide receiver. So, you can see why this guy has struggled to, to stay with teams. You can see why he was on a practice squad this year. The accuracy is not there. We know he doesn't have the arm strength. So when the accuracy is, is fading a little bit, that, that's when you get worried. Uh, he almost threw multiple interceptions that Trevon Diggs was right there. I mean, I cannot believe there was a, a play-action rollout where he's on a bootleg. And for some reason, Hooper was coming across the field and Dobbs just didn't see the zone defender. He thought it was man coverage for some reason. And Diggs was waiting in the flat, and literally it could have been a pick six if Diggs doesn't drop the ball. Just a terrible read, not having a feel of the defense. Also, on the Burks drop late in the game where Burks tried to go like that, it was a fourth down play. The ball was so far behind Burks. Could Burks have caught the ball? Yes. But an accurate throw makes that an easy completion, not only a completion, but gives Burks a chance to run with the ball and get bigger yards. So completely inaccurate throw behind him. Could Burks have caught it? Maybe. But throw a more accurate ball when the guy's wide open. Um, also, there was a play late in the game right before Robert Woods' touchdown catch where Burks runs a deep crossing route into the end zone. He's wide open. Now, there's a little bit of pressure. But one thing I notice about Dobbs is he will not throw the ball and take a hit. 
if he's about to take a hit, he's going to try to get away from that hit before he sets his feet to throw again. He's not a guy who's going to stare down the barrel of a gun and make the pass. He's just not. And that's something that Tannehill does very, very well. So uh, that is obviously, there's a reason this guy's been in the league for seven years and can't latch on anywhere, okay? There's a reason he's moved around, all right? And these are reasons. The last thing is the interception. And again, just completely fooled by zone coverage. Completely fooled, doesn't read the field very well. The cornerback was sitting right in the flat. And he tried to throw it through him to Robert Woods, and the cornerback just took one step backwards, and boom, easy interception. So I noticed throughout that Dobbs did not do a great job of reading zone coverage if his first read wasn't open. If he had to then play make afterwards, second reaction, off schedule, that's when things went haywire for Dobbs. He threw inaccurate passes. He threw balls to the Cowboys defenders. It got squirrely at that moment in time. So there's good, there's bad. I'm going to give you my overall assessment. I'm not being hard on Dobbs. I'm telling you what was on tape. I am telling you what was on tape. Stop making excuses for a guy who's been in the league for seven years and can't get a serious job. Wake up, everybody. I told you all the good stuff, and I told you all the bad stuff on the film. Y'all got to quit with this Tennessee Homer stuff, man. I can't, I, can't, I can't deal with it. It's driving me insane seeing people say that Dobbs should start in 2023. and Dobbs is better than Marcus. And, oh, my God, you guys are out of your mind. Tennessee Vols fans are ruining the online experience for Titans fans right now. It's, it's, it's awful, man. It's just awful. But either way, we got to talk about my overall assessment of Josh Dobbs and what the Titans need to do with Dobbs against the Jags to win the game. Before we get into that, though, do want to tell you guys more about a sponsor of today's show, and that is LinkedIn. LinkedIn and Locked On is a perfect partnership. I just love how the names match up. But if you want to find a perfect partnership for your business, then you got to go to LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job right now in the purple hiring frame. And you're going to have the ability to quickly attract qualified candidates to your open job with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data and look for insights from your job post, your company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates possible. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's a perfect way to achieve your 2023 small business goals. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Titans fans, we are going to continue today's show. We talked about the injury report. We talked about Josh Dobbs on film, on tape. Whether you guys want to believe it or not, if you want to take off your orange-colored sunglasses, that's up to you guys. 
But uh, we're going to talk about my overall assessment of Josh Dobbs now rather than the specifics of each play and talk about what the Titans need to do more of to help Josh Dobbs next week and give themselves a chance to get into the playoffs. Before we do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations about the biggest stories in the NFL. I actually do the Thursday show of Locked On NFL. So at minimum, subscribe and check it out just to support the boy. I would appreciate it. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, within structure, if his first couple of reads are open, if he gets the coverages that he's expecting, Dobbs was able to make plays, okay? If they kept him clean, if a wide receiver got open, Dobbs could make the play. I call it I call it minimum wage quarterbacking. That's what Josh Dobbs is. He's minimum wage quarterbacking. That that's how I would explain it, okay? Uh if you keep him if you keep him perfectly clean and you get a man open, he'll throw the ball. And quite frankly, that's something that Malik Willis wasn't doing. So from that perspective, it's a it's a vast improvement. But that's something we all expected, right? So it's minimum wage quarterbacking. Keep him clean. Get a guy open. He'll just deliver the ball and do his job. He's not going to do anything outside of that. Not going to do a lot of second reaction. Not going to do a lot of playmaking. Like, what are we doing here, man? Dobbs is MVP. I mean, God, you guys are so obnoxious and annoying. Like, man, it's blowing my mind right now. Just just killing, killing the vibe. Uh, Vols fans. I never really had a displeasure for Vols fans, but you guys have showed yourself in a true light uh, uh, with this Josh Dobbs incident. Um, it's unbearable for the rest of us, quite frankly. Um, anyways, outside of being clean and having a guy open, he's really not going to do much. He's really not. Um, if there's any pressure on him, he's going to sail passes high. Uh, he's going to throw it behind a receiver. If he gets any pressure whatsoever, his accuracy goes. It's gone. And if there's any pressure or no one's open, he's done. He's done. Man coverage. Dobbs struggled with man coverage all night long. He's not going to throw guys open. He's not going to make a lot of second reaction, off-schedule playmaking things. He's just not going to do anything like that. Uh. Now, what I will say is, against zone, he felt a lot more comfortable. He was able to find holes in the zone. When there was a guy open, he was able to do it. You get him on the move against zone, though. And again, he just totally gets lost. Um, You know what, MB? You're right. I'm sorry. There are a lot of Tennessee Vols fans who are being logical and realize that Dobbs is a journeyman. He's a guy hanging on to the NFL by a thread. So, sorry, MB. You're right about that. It's not every Vols fan, but God, they are loud and obnoxious, the ones that are that are just Dobbs sycophants, quite frankly. It's weird. Uh, I had a guy argue for hours today with somebody in my comments that Dobbs is better than Marcus Mariota. What are, what are we talking about? <laughs> so weird. Uh, 
The guy has like one touchdown and interception in his career. <laughs> what? It's so weird. Uh, anyways, like Pootie, you say you're joking. That's great. But there are a lot of people in my comments throughout the last few days who are not joking, who are saying that Josh Dobbs is better than Ryan Tannehill. Josh Dobbs is better than Marcus Mariota. Josh Dobbs should be the starter in 2023. Like, there are a lot of people who are not joking about that. It's wild. But um, for me, if you want to be successful with Josh Dobbs, we need more smart play calling. So do you remember the very first Dobbs is not, I keep getting asked about his legs. He's not a runner, he, you know, but he's mobile enough to execute play action boots. He's mobile enough to execute sprint rollouts. Uh, I think you're right, Pootie. I think you're right. Everyone's confused and scared about what com comes next. They see a guy that played for their college and they just latch on. You know what I mean? And and Tyrell, I agree with you here. Dobbs can be a decent backup. I hope that Josh Dobbs is the backup in 2023. I don't hate the guy. I don't think he should be gone for all eternity, but I just want to have a realistic conversation. You can't have a realistic conversation about the Titans' future if you're telling me some of the stuff that some people have been saying about Josh Dobbs this week. So, yeah, I like Josh Dobbs as a backup. Cool. I'm cool with that. He's better than Logan Woodside, and he's better than Malik Willis. So, let's just move from there. But if you guys remember the very first play of the game against the Cowboys on offense, Dobbs had a play-action fake to the running back, and then Chigakonkwo came across into the flat. Dobbs dumps it off quick to Akonkwo. He turns up field and gets 10 yards. More of that. The Titans did that twice the whole game. Why? I saw a sprint rollout for Dobbs twice the entire game. Give him high-low reads. The Titans were doing a ton of two tight ends on one side, two wide receivers on the other side, and shotgun because you're trying to give Dobbs easy, hey, you're throwing to this guy or you're throwing to this guy. It's a high-low read. If the defender sits high, throw low. If the defender comes low, throw high. It's that simple. They're, when they give them sprint rollouts, they're giving them half-field reads. Instead of having to read the whole field, which reading the field is not a strength for Dobbs, read, cut the field in half. Let them only read half of it. Flood the zones. That's all smart stuff, and it allows you to get them on the move. More read option. The Titans ran one RPO with Josh Dobbs. All game. So... If the Titans don't do more play-action boot, if they don't do more sprint-out boot, if they don't do more half-field reads, high-low, slide a guy into the flat, all play-action. If the Titans don't do those things for Josh Dobbs, they're setting him up to fail. And quite frankly, this isn't just a criticism that I have right now. I had this criticism about Todd Downing all year with Tannehill. He is not calling plays to the strength of his quarterback. They abandoned Malik Willis and what would work with him. And then they went with Dobbs and Dobbs did a little bit better, but the offensive coordinator is still not doing enough to help these quarterbacks out. And that is true no matter who has played quarterback. Todd Downing is an abomination. I don't know how else to say it. We see smart play calling, but we don't see enough of it. It's like they run stuff, it works, and then they just go away from it or only run it once a half. I, I don't understand. But the last thing that I want to mention ties in with the first thing that we talked about. Turnovers. 
So the Titans' defense needs to force a bunch of turnovers to win this game. But on the flip side, the Titans' offense cannot turn over the ball. And one big, 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 the biggest struggle, in my opinion, that Josh Dobbs had in this game was his ball security in the pocket. He had two balls knocked away from him. And one of them was recovered by the Cowboys. Lucky he was able to get the other one. But he is not tight enough with the ball. One of them, his own lineman bounced into him. Blah, 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 this and that. But at the end of the day, you're holding on to the ball. I don't care if it's a defender that hits you. I don't care if it's your own player that hits you. If you have two hands on the ball and you're getting pressured in the pocket, you have to hold the ball. Dobbs can't fumble in the pocket a bunch against the Jaguars rushers. Or the Titans are doomed. So he better clean that up. And the Titans were working with him extensively in practice today on ball security in the pocket. I saw videos of it. So they're aware that that was an issue last week too. So that's all I'm saying. Dobbs played okay. A lot of bad, some good. But if they don't call smarter plays to help Josh Dobbs against the Jags, none of it's going to matter. Because he's not going to be able to go out there and just get it done on his own. Okay? So, anyways, moving forward, uh, I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow for Crossover Thursday with Tony Wiggins. I'm going to be here on Game Plan Friday to break down what the Titans need to do to win. Going live with you guys after the game on Sunday or Saturday night to break down exactly what took place. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Time to go rest the vocal cords until tomorrow. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this is... 